the Latin term millennium was first coined in Roman Christian times to mean that period of a thousand years in which Christ will reign on earth. We are now approaching the second millennium. Whilst Christ may have reigned on earth for some, the year 2000 will be marked as much by skeptics as by religious believers. Still, the number is significant and presents us all with a perfect reason to celebrate. But celebrate what exactly? An amazing time to be alive? A time of spiritual significance, even a complete and utter waste of time, perhaps. For what is the year 2000 other than a number? A calendar date arrived at because we divide time into days, weeks, months, years, decades, centuries, and, of course, millennia. And let's not forget that someone, somewhere, retrospectively chose a point from which to start the counting. That someone was an abbot living in Rome in the 6th century. Dionysius Exigius calculated the exact moment from which, at least for Christians, there would be a before and an after. You might think that with a solid decimal system and a starting point, we'd have no trouble recognizing the year 2000 when the time came. Far from it. For none of our calendar divisions fit naturally with the seasons, or the cycles of the sun, or the moon. We try to make them fit, but they don't. So the first Romans had the bright idea of alternating 30 and 31 days each month, coupled with a not-so-bright idea of adding an extra day to July and August, as they were named after the famous emperors. Crazy, you might say, except that these monthly divisions are the only part of the system still in use today. As for weeks, well, they began in Mesopotamia as quarters of months corresponding to the four phases of the moon, and were later simplified to the seven days reflecting the seven heavenly bodies. But it was Emperor Julius Caesar who first rang in the changes. Certain Greek astronomers demonstrated that a calendar based on the lunar months was a lunatic idea. So Julius devised his own calendar from the solar year, to which he simply added an extra day every fourth year. Fine, you might say, as no doubt Julius did. But by the 16th century, the Julian calendar was seriously out of step with all four seasons. Then, in the mid-July snow blizzards not that common in Mediterranean Tuscany, Pope Gregory XIII mercilessly wiped out ten days and one leap year for each of the three out of every four centuries, a total of 132 days. Lo and behold, summer was back again. Or was it winter? So our year now begins in January, and the time zones which keep everyone in step around the world are standardised by the Greenwich Meridian. And thanks to the Egyptian Greek year, Roman months, Mesopotamian weeks and pagan days, all counting from a Christian story event, we all arrive at the year 2000 at exactly the same time. Well, not exactly all. For Jews it will be the year 5761. For Muslims it's 1478. And for French Republicans who count year one as the date of the revolution, it will be year 208. As for the followers of Orthodox religions who remain steadfastly loyal to the Julian calendar, they are a mere 13 days behind. And we've not even discussed the Chinese, Hindus, Buddhists, all of whom are blissfully unaware of the impending round number. So what should the year 2000 come to represent? a celebration of the human effect in everything we attempt to put into perfect order. Brotherly misunderstandings, family disagreements, cultural divisions, religious and non-religious differences. And all who come to the party, like time travellers, should be made welcome. How else are we going to use the time we have left to our mutual advantage?